Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hello, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I want to thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today's message is one that is near and dear to my heart. It is entitled, Addicted to the Pool. Have you ever felt like you're walking in circles? Nothing seems to be working, nothing seems to be growing, and the things that you thought would work out right just are not. Well, then you need to hear the message entitled, Addicted to the Pool. I tell you, Jesus does have an answer for you. You've just got to slow down and hear it. So, call a neighbor, call a friend, let them know that Kingdom Rock Radio is on the air. And today, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, they will be marvelously blessed. Once you finish listening to the message, make sure you download it and share it with a family member or friend. You can even go to the website and leave a comment in the player box. We'll be glad to hear from you. All right now, here comes the rich word of God as it was recorded live right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We, I thank God for you. I bless the Lord for all of you. If you would turn your Bibles to John, the fifth chapter, John 5, John 5. Here's another example of a prophetic word, a prophetic word. Sometimes when, sometimes in my life and in ministry, the Lord will give me informational messages, uh, messages that will equip you and that will get you ready for something that is to come, uh, something or something that is currently happening, something that will better, better e- uh, equip you. Uh, to handle a situation. And there are other times that messages will be highly prophetic. Highly prophetic. Um, and I, I call them a throne room message. And the Lord, as he gives it to me, he gives me corresponding signs and wonders. And I, I say, okay, Lord, I know that this is you talking to me at this moment. And uh, the husbandman is always first partaker. Today, we're going to look again at John, the fifth chapter. Let me just go straight into it. I thank God that you're praying with me because I always need your prayers and uh, and bringing out a prophetic utterance. John, the fifth chapter, and uh, starting at verse number one, it says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made Whole. The impotent man answered him, Sir, 
I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Thank you, Jesus. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. I want to speak to you from the subject today of addicted to the pool. Addicted to the pool. This is a word that I heard in my spirit that I know that God is saying uh, to those of us that have ears to hear, addicted to the pool. When you hear about the word, hear the word addicted, we often think about some type of substance that people are addicted to. We think about drugs or, or alcohol or other things like that. As a matter of fact, uh, the word addicted means to cause to become um, psychologically or compulsively dependent on a habit-forming substance. Addicted means to be absorbed in something, to be devoted to something, to be hooked on something, to be obsessed with something, to be strung out on something. Here was a man that was sitting by the pool, lying by the pool, laying by the pool for 38 years, addicted to the pool, devoted to it, hooked on it. He saw no other way to get his healing other than the pool. Now, pool here is really talking about a method, addicted to a method or addicted to the pool. Method is something, this was something that did work yesterday. Something that had worked for others in the past. It was something that he was hoping would work for him in the present and then one day in the future. He was addicted to a method, hooked to a method. All of his attention was on the pool. On this way that was that God was known to heal people. For him, he could see no other way to receive life. No other way to get his healing. No other way to get out of this trap. No other way to get out of this situation. He saw no other way. No other way to get out of this distress, this worry, this agony, this pain. No other way. He saw no other way. He was addicted He was hooked on. He was obsessed with the pool. This method that God once used, and it did work with other people. And what the Lord is saying today, and I'm going to give you some keys that the Lord has given me to give to you. What the Lord is saying today is very simple. Don't be addicted to methods. It's so easy in ministry when we're trying to grow a ministry or grow or build a ministry or grow or build a business, it's so easy to look at how others have done it in the past. Well, you've got to have this kind of choir. You've got to have this kind of church. You've got to have this type of sound. You've got to give this type of preaching. You've got to have this type of 
teaching. Well, you got to have this kind of money. You've, you've got to draw this type of crowd, this type of people. And that worked for others in the past. That was a method that God used in the past. But the question that the Lord asks today is, can you release the addiction and see the new thing that God is doing? Because unless you release yourself from that addiction, you're going you're gonna to continuously look to the troubling of the water. And you'll miss Jesus who sang to you today, do you want to be made whole? Do you want a new marriage? Do you want your finances to be healed? What may have worked for others in that old system, God may not be working that way anymore. Others got rich with the stock market. Others got rich with land and houses. Surely God was working with them, with some of them in that area, and they got the wealth. They did this. They accomplished that. And we looked to what they did, and we asked them, well, what did you do to become successful? And we asked them to mentor us in how they were able to get to the pool in front of everybody else. But the Lord says, yes, that worked for them. But I will do a new thing in you. A new thing. This time, God is not requiring you to run to him. But God is walking to you. And if you can get a hold of his presence, if you can understand that he is behind you, telling you and saying to us, here is a new thing. He is about to give you the thing that you wanted, but just in a different way. The man was wanting to be healed. He really wanted to be healed, to be made whole. God's going to give it to you, but just in a different way. Can you handle the different way? You see, because addiction takes a hold of us psychologically. Our mind is focused on this area. And when your mind is focused on this area, when someone gets in front of you, And you see them rob you of the blessing. You can get frustrated, aggravated, discombobulated, confused. You feel used. You feel rejected. And you think that it will never happen for me. Because every time I try to do this, it seems like someone else's always steps in front of me. I can never get what I'm supposed to get. I went down there to get the job, but somebody else got the job before me. I went down there to get the money, but somebody got the money before me. They ran out. It seems like they're always running out of things that I need. God says, I got something for you. Do you want to be made whole? Yes, Lord. Well, then you've got to release the pool. I hope you're hearing that. It's hard to release the pool, though. We've been looking at it for a long time. We believed and we prayed, God, give me the strength to make it down there when the water is troubled. 
We believe, Lord, for the money. We believe for the members. We believe for the opportunity for such a long time. We believe for the personnel because all these things, all these things are what other people had when they got theirs. But the Lord said, I got something for you. And it is what you want. It is what you've been praying for. But you're too locked up in the method. You're addicted to the pool. I got to get your eyes off the pool. If you're looking at the pool, you're going to miss your miracle. God wants you to be made whole. He wants you to be successful. He wants to give you the thing that you have envisioned. And I can imagine this man sitting there for 38 years, lying there, seeing himself walking and leaping and running again and being productive. I can imagine him just rehearsing in his mind, yes, one day I'll be able to get to the pool. Yes, one day I'll be the first one down. One day, one day, one day, one day I'll have the people that have helped me to get Get down there one day, one day, one day. And God says, yes, yes, yes. I want you to have your one day. But just not the way you think you're going to get it. And if you're addicted, strung out, hooked on, obsessed with the pool, you'll miss me. Because I'm not doing that anymore. I hope you're hearing Again, addictions can be hard to break because all of our hope is in that area. We're believing God for that. Oh, God, give me this. But it is not just the thing that we're looking for, we're praying about. We're praying about the method in which to get it. These are the things that have hemmed us up for such a long time. So we see, see an empty building and say, oh, God, send him more people so that we can get that. We see a low offering and say, God, give us more money in the offering so that we can get that. We say, oh, God, give me, help me get this GED. Help me get this education. Help me get my doctorate. Help me get, help, help me get my bachelor's so that I can get that. And in doing that, we bottle God up in a form and we say with our actions that I can't get this because I don't have that. And the Lord Jesus is standing behind you and is saying, look at me. I am El Elyon. I am the possessor of heaven and earth. I can do all things. I don't need your pool to bless you. I don't need your methods to bless you. And when we don't have things, when things do not line up properly the way we would like them to, we get upset. We get angry. We get frustrated. We cuss. We fuss. We bring hell to our home because things didn't go the way we want them to go. Because after all, if they don't go the way we want them to go, then I can't get my healing. I can't get my deliverance. I can't get what I've been praying for. I can't get it. Why? Because you're addicted to the pool. 
He says, get your mind off of the pool and look for me. Jesus says, stop looking at the pool. Stop looking at the method and look to me. He can cause someone to come right behind you. You've been working for 38 and 40 years, scrimping and saving, trying to get by, trying to have enough for retirement. You've been trying to do that all your life and find out at the end of your working time, all you have is a couple of hundred dollars left. And you get discouraged and frustrated. But God said, I can call somebody right now that'll come behind you and give you a check that'll blow your mind. He said, I have other ways, but don't bottle him up. Don't declare in your word or in your actions that he can only come a set way. In order for us to break this addiction, now let me give you these things. In order for us to break the addiction of the pool, you've got to be focused. You've got to have a plan. And you're going to have to be faithful. Now, I pray that you're able to write these things down or make a note of it. Because these words are broken down, as we would say, as an acrostic. Every letter in the word has a specific meaning. We're going to decode these words. And God's going to give you a key to break the cycle of this addiction. It must be broken. It is one thing for the Lord to tell you simply stop, don't do it. But there is another thing when God gives you a second part and says, this is how you're going to do it. You better be listening because you're going to need the wisdom that he'll give you to break it. So again, we're speaking from the subject of addicted to the pool. One, again, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be focused. You're going to have to have a plan. And you're going to have to be faithful. Let's start with the word faithful. The word faithful, the F in the word faithful means fully persuaded of the promises of God. Fully persuaded. Before you break that cycle, before you break that cycle, you have to be first of all fully persuaded that what God has promised you, he's also able to do it. He's able to save you. And this is what that man had. We can look at all this in this man's life. See, this is wonderful. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. He began to show me the things. He began to show me first start with the letter I. And we'll get to I. The I in faithful is simply risk. R-I-S-K. He began to deal with about risk. And then he showed me the entire word faithful. And then he showed me the, the plan. And then he showed me about focus. And then he took me to the scripture and showed me this man and said, look, all these things are in his life. And I said, oh, I see what you're talking about. So I pray you hear. F is fully persuaded. You've got to be fully persuaded that what God has promised is also able, able to perform. And for that, we can look in uh, Romans, the fourth chapter, verses 20 through 22. The A in faithful is anger. You've got to have righteous anger. That is, there's going to come a time that you're going to be frustrated or you are desperate for change. If you are not desperate for a change then you will not make a change. You won't make it. If you're not sick and tired of where you are, you will not go to another place. First of all, you have to be fully persuaded of the promises of God, that what God had promised, he's also able to perform. 
Secondly, you're going to have to have some righteous anger. That precedes a miracle. Righteous anger. Uh, Saul, King Saul in 1 Samuel the 11th chapter, verse number 6, became angry. Righteous anger. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he became righteously angered when he heard the people of God were being attacked. That anger rose up, and it propelled him into his destiny. Uh, also, Samson in Judges the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 8, Samson became angry when he heard that his wife had been given to another man. Became angry about what the Philistines had done and all that. So he takes a jawbone of an ass and he goes and begins to beat people like crazy. Beat the Philistines up. He became angry. Paul, in Galatians the second chapter, verses 11 through 12, Paul became angry with Peter. Because Peter had caused, had caused uh, what is called a dissimulation between the Greeks, rather between the, uh, uh, the Gentiles and the Jews. He calls people to separate. Paul said, I went down there and I withstood Peter to his face. That anger, righteous anger, will cause a change. The Lord Jesus Christ in the temple, he gathered together a threefold cord, made a cord, and he whipped out the money changers there in John, the second chapter, verse 15. He whipped out the money changers. There was anger involved, a righteous anger that produced change. You got to be angry. You're going to have to be angry. To get out of the shape that you're in. And this man was frustrated. He was angry. Jesus came to him himself. You want to be made whole? How can I be made whole, man? I don't have nobody to put me in the pool. I'm so tired of these folk. They always, I want to get down to see he was angry. You hear what I'm saying to you? Fully persuaded. You have to be righteously angry. Ah, you're going to have to have risk. You're going to have to take a risk. Peter stepping on the water in Matthew the 14th chapter verse 29. Take a risk. God said it. Take a risk. Step out there. You have to just believe him. Take a risk. Willing just to take a risk. The woman with the issue of blood. I know that if I touch the hem of his garment, I know I know I will be made whole. But I know I'm not supposed to be around these people, so I'll just go low and take a risk. And touch. You have to be willing to take a risk. A, F, the F in faithful is fully persuaded. The A is righteous anger. The I is risk. The T is time. You're going to have to be able to, to discern the time and the seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a time. You have to be able to discern the time. We're in this mess. We're in this rut. We're walking around in circles as the children of Israel were um, there in the desert. They walked around in circles, but they had to walk around for 40 years because they messed up on the first go around. You understand? They had the, they, they had this attitude at 38 years or 39 and a half years. They would not have been in the exit. You have to be able to discern the timing. Is it time for you to leave the job? Is it time for you to go back to school? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time to seek after the promotion? Timing is crucial. Timing is crucial. Those of you that cook know that timing is crucial. When a cake has to be in the oven for 30 minutes, don't take it out in five minutes. Timing is crucial. The H in faithful is death. The T, rather, D, A. D-E-A, 
T-H. Death. You're going to have to be willing to die to self. Die to self. Or even willing to experience pain in order to receive this change. If you're not willing to die for what you believe in, stay right there at the pool. If you're not willing to experience some amount of pain to have change, stay at the pool. Maybe to be troubled one day. You're going to have to be willing to die if you want to receive change. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 25, if you're those of you who are trying to save your life, you're going to lose it. Also, in Daniel, the third chapter, verses 16 through 18, we saw the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, willing to die for change, willing to give their lives for something that they believed in. In order for you to break out of this cycle, break out of this addiction, you first of all going to have to be uh, fully persuaded what God said. Secondly, there's going to have to be an element of righteous anger that's going to come upon you. Thirdly, you're going to have to take a risk. Step out. You say, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work out. Well, I don't know how uh, cars run. I don't, I'm not a mechanic, but all I know is to put the key in it, turn ignition, and put my foot on the gas, and it runs. I don't have to know how it works to believe that it does work. I don't have to know that God's going to do it to, to know. I don't have to know how he's going to do it to know that he is going to do it. You have to take a risk. Take a risk. Some of us are just afraid of taking a risk. We're afraid of failure. Take a risk. Take a chance. Step out on what God said. T time. H death. And the F in faithful again is foolish. You're going to have to be willing to appear foolish by worldly standards to receive a miracle. It was foolish for the children of Israel to walk around the walls of Jericho. Foolish. It's foolish. It was foolish for the, uh, um, for, uh, the, the man, uh, Naaman, to go and dip in the mud rivers of Jordan seven times. Foolish. Foolish for the Lord to spit on the ground, make a spill of clay, and pop it in the man's eye socket. That seems mighty crazy. But the foolishness of man is what God will use to confound the wise. You're going to have to appear, you're going to have to be willing to look foolish at doing what you do. They say, what, at, at your age, you're going to do what? You can't do this and that and the other. You can't really sing. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're going to be foolish. They're going to laugh at you. Well, I'm willing to appear foolish that God may be glorified. If you're not willing to look foolish, you're going to be staying at that pool, still addicted, at your safe place. And God does not bless at the safe place. Just ask the man that had that hid his talents there in Matthew, the 25th chapter. He hid the talent. Why? Because he was afraid. Afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of failure. So he didn't want to fail. So he just hid the talent. And going, he's going around in circles. Circles. See, God's trying to break, break the cycle. Break the cycle because if you don't watch it, every day you'll get up. Go to work, work all day, come home, get something to eat, go to watch a little TV, go to bed. The next day, get up, go to work, come home, get something to eat, watch TV, go to bed. The next day, you'll get up, go to work, work all day, come home, watch a little TV, go to bed. Next day, get up, go to work, 
come home, watch a little TV, get something to eat, watch a little TV, go to bed, and the same old cycle, and nothing ever happens, nothing's ever produced in your life. Why? You're addicted to the pool. And nothing noteworthy ever happens to those that are addicted to the pool. Untapped potential. Because we're afraid of taking a risk, afraid of taking a chance, afraid of looking foolish, afraid of falling. But I would rather fall doing what the Lord called me to do because I tried to step on the water than to remain on the boat and walk in circles for the rest of my life. Aren't you tired? Of walking in circles. Aren't you tired of always being afraid of the same old things all the time? We're addicted to the pool. The you in faithful is sub- submit, 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 S-U-B-M-I-T. You're going to have to submit to the leader in front of you. God always uses a man to bring a man out. When it was time for him to bring uh, Israel out of the promised land, he chose a man, chose a murderer. Moses, bring him out. When it was time for uh, when the judges were needed in Israel to defend the people of God, well, he chose a lot of other people, Samson and Deborah and all the others. He always had a man to lead a man. And when it was time to bring the people, the human race, out of sin, he made himself a man. Jesus. And brought man out of sin. He always uses somebody to bring somebody else out. And for people to say, well, I love God, I trust God, but I don't trust no man. You're simply cutting yourself off. Because God's going to use somebody to help you make it to where you've got to be. Are you with me? You've got to be willing to submit. And the L is lead. You've got to be willing to lead others out the way that you came. When God leads you out of that place, whatever that place is, if it's poverty, if it's sickness, if it's disease, if it's a failed relationship, Whatever, whatever it is, once he leads you out of that place, leads you out of that depression, once he leads you out, you've got to then go back and reach for someone else. You've got to be faithful. That was the word faithful. Secondly, you've got to have a plan. Before you can break the cycle, you've got to be faithful, number one. All these things must be lined up in your life. If you're not fully persuaded of the promises of God, you're going to stay right where you are. If you... If you are not uh, angry, if you're not desperate, you're going to stay right where you are. It doesn't matter to you one way or another. You're going to stay right there. If you are not willing to take a risk, to step out. And to take a risk, that's really the definition of faith, to take a risk. Uh, When you take a risk, you are putting yourself in harm's way. You've taken yourself out of the safe place and you're putting yourself in harm's way, believing that God will provide. That's why it's easy 
or that's why sometimes I could say that's why sometimes it can be difficult to pay a tenth or an offering, the tithe or offering in church. Why? Because you are putting yourself at risk because after all, you do need that money. And some people would rather stay in the safe place than take a risk on God. You got to be willing to take a risk or else you will stay by the pool. You got to be willing to discern the time. Is it time for this? Be willing to die for what you believe in. You got to be willing to appear foolish to others. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You crazy for doing that. You're crazy for doing that. Be willing to look foolish if it takes that. Be willing to submit to others that are going before you and also to lead somebody else the way that you've got to go. You've got to be faithful, in other words. You've got to have a plan. Plan is also an acrostic. Plan. The P in plan is perspective. You've got to have a perspective. A perspective on your life, an overview. Perspective means an overview, a, a look. Some people say, well, take a, get a fresh perspective on your business. Take a fresh perspective on your marriage and, or on your relationship. It's a look. It's an overview. It's, it's a glance where the Lord can show you divinely everything that is, that there is to see. He'll give you a perspective, a fresh view. You gotta have a plan. Which means you're going to have to have a perspective. You're going to have to see everything. The Ellen plan is list, a perspective list. List are an orderly arrangement of things. A is actions, and the N is numbers. Perspective list of action numbers. This is what God's going to give you when you seek Him. He's going to give you step by step directions. On how to get out of what you are in. He's going to give you perspective. He's going to allow you to see first. And then he'll give you an orderly arrangement of things. He'll give you a list. And then he'll say, okay, you're going to act out on these things. And then he'll number them. Do this first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Whenever he brought his people out, he always gave them something to do. Noah, I'm going to flood the earth. Okay, God, what you want me to do? Do this first. Get some gopher wood. Build it. Okay, I did it. Now what? I'm going to send you some animals. I'm going to send you some critters. Put them in there. All right, Lord, I did it. All right, now, shut the door. Boom. All right, I did it. Now what? Wait. He always has a plan. And the Bible says that God knows. He knows the plans that he has for you. He has an order. Our lives are orderly. God is very orderly. The kingdom of heaven is very orderly. Very orderly. And he will give you a plan to reach your intended destination. As you talk about the intended destination, we talk about the word focus. He will give you focus. Now, having the right focus is crucial. Because if God has told you to be a hairdresser, if that is your destiny, but the money is better in heating and air. Let's say you left high school and you felt the Lord telling you to go to, uh, to one of the technical colleges. And you get there and you look at hair, you look at heating and air, and you make the choice there. I'm going heating and air. I'll do hair on the side some other time. I got to feed my belly right now. So we choose heating and air. Over hair. Our focus then has changed. We now have wrong focus. 
Therefore, when we break the cycle, break the circle, now we're going in a straight line. But because our focus is wrong, if we go into the wrong destination, all we do over there is make another circle. I pray you're hearing what I'm saying to you. You're in a circle. But if you're, if your life is not aimed in the right direction, if you don't have the right focus, you'll get to where you, where you want it to go, but you'll wind up in circles over there. In heating and air, you'll say, well, I'm making the money, but I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy. You're angry all the time. You're tired of customers. You don't have the grace to do it. It's hard. It's difficult. And then you'll say, I want out of this. I don't want to do this anymore. And then you say, well, maybe I'll try doing hair. And so you're over here doing circles. And while you're doing circles, you're being trained to do hair. And then when it's season, when it's season, when it's time, you realize you got, I'm going to look foolish. I've been a big burly man putting up heating and air units and I'm going to look foolish behind this chair trying to curl women's hair. I'm going to look foolish, but this is what God called me to do. And I'm willing to die for what I believe, Lord. I know this is you. And so you break free. And now there you are. You're happy. And you're ministering to ladies and men with the curling iron in your hand. And you realize this is what God has called you to do. And finally, you can walk in a straight line. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, yours may not be heating in air. It may not be curling hair. But you'll walk in circles until you get right focus. And you can only get right focus from the one that created you. So if you're tired of walking in circles, if you're tired of being addicted to the pool, how do I know, Pastor, if I'm addicted to the pool? If you're seeing the same problems over and over and over again with no change. If you know that there's greater things in you, but you're afraid to bring them out, you're addicted to the pool. If the slightest thing frustrates you, and I know about frustration, oh my God, do I know about frustration? But I was only frustrated because I was trying to bring about the image or was trying to manifest what I had seen. And if you try to, if you, if you, if you try to manifest what you have seen, you're going to end up frustrated. Because if it is a true vision of God, only God can manifest it. And you don't even have the first clue how to do it. You're going to have to have an action plan, a plan of actions, something that only God can do. So what is God telling Pastor Stroud doing this hour? He says, build. Build what, Lord? Build the people. Step one, build the people. All right, Lord, what's step two? Build the people. What's step three? Build the people. What's step four? Build the people. Build the people. I wonder what's step 100? Build the people. 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 Build them up. Encourage them. Edify them. And then I will make them what they ought to be. But if our focus is incorrect, if we focus, if, if my main focus, now we'll build a structure, praise God, and do all the other stuff. But if my main focus is on the structure and not on the people, guess what? I'm going to get frustrated and walk in circles because nothing is ever going to be right. It's never going to be right. It's never going to be just right. Why? 
Because I'm dependent on the pool. Are you dependent on the pool? Are you addicted to the pool this morning? Are you believing that you can't have what you want? You can't have the healing or deliverance. You can't have the finances. You can't have this, that, the other because something else is not lining up. I'm saying, well, I, I would do this, but my disability check hasn't come in yet, and they keep turning me down. So I can't do this because of that. Break away from that and look for Jesus. Because I tell you, as surely as you are living and breathing right now, he's behind you asking you the question, will you be made whole? I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're finished in Jesus' mighty name. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday Morning Sunday School. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday Morning Worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. And dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7 all are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of His precious Spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, just let us know because partnership has its advantages. Until next time, this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Tune in again for the rich word of the Lord. Always remember, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.